0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Final Down NFL podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about the NFL, boys. How are we doing?
1: This is our 201st episode and Ooh. it took four takes for you to do that entry. So yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm smiling. If
0: I was only allowed to do it in peace, then it would be all right. But you know,
2: hey, children me like, like you are
0: have stopped me from doing the other one.
2: Quickly. I am literally living on carbohydrates and caffeine because I'm in the middle of moving house as well. So You are Punk, Yeah. I mean,
1: can I just say, Living on Carbohydrates and Caffeine, that's going to be the title of my autobiography. I've been doing that since I was 10. <laughs> and he's taken a page out the of his up. team's
2: book, any day, you know, moving house I've got again. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, first time in 10 years, but, you know. Well, you're not as good as the uh Has
1: really it really been 10 years since the last time you moved? Yeah. Bloody hell. God, I feel old now.
2: <laughs> because you are old, mate. Yeah, you are old. It's just I'm ancient. <laughs> Guys, guys, we've got the
0: divisional round of games to go through. The four best games the NFL had to offer, and they they did deliver. Uh, Before we talk about the games, though, there's some uh, more kind of firings or head coaches leaving, and we have to start them with Sean Payton, who announced his decision to step away Tuesday after 16 years of being hired as the New Orleans Saints head coach. Though he stressed multiple times that retirement is not the right word, Payton, who's 58, said he doesn't plan to coach another team in 2022, but might like to be a game pundit. Since he has three years remaining on his contract, the Saints have to agree a trade compensation if he wants to coach another team. There are rumours he might be the next head coach in Dallas, as his last job was the assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator with the Cowboys from 2003-2005. What do we reckon? I mean, this this feels to me like it's a couple of years past due.
1: Yeah. I Go on. No, I was going to say, someone said to me, should the Broncos get him as a head coach? I'm not feeling it because... What's he ever proven? He's never done anything without Drew Brees. Most head coaches would could have killed it with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bounty gate thing. And when have you ever said Sean Payton won him that game? It, I mean, the the onside kick stuff and blah blah blah. I've just never when if anyone's ever said at any point who are the elite coaches and there's names that come to mind. Sean Payton's never been one of them. Do you know what I mean? It's just that feeling that he's not an elite coach. He's just, yeah I'll I'm know. not as
2: down on him as you are I think I think he's been very good for that organisation I think he's built probably two really good Saints teams over the time I think the problem is is that after what 15 years or whatever it is he's probably sat there and gone you know what I feel a bit burnt out I'm not sure I can be bothered trying to rebuild another team with no salary cap and so on and so forth and yeah. you know all the rest of it so actually why give myself the headache I'm just going to go and have a year off, put my feet up, call a few games, sit in a few studios, and decide what I want to do. And I can't say I blame him. To be honest, I mean he's won a ring. You know he made yeah, James Winston win. look much less shit than James Winston normally looks. So, you know,
1: good <laughs> yeah, luck. It's like him. four games. I mean, <laughs> it's four these, more games than anyone else has managed with him. I mean, the the issue that I've got is he had a first ballot Hall of Famer, which Drew Brees will be. Mm-hmm. He's had a first ballot Hall of Famer for most of his career with New Orleans. And it's just...
0: Oh, he, just they, never... they brought him in two months after Sean Payton got the job. So he hasn't played yeah. any games as you head know, coach without Drew Brees up until last season.
1: Do you know what? It, it reminds me of the whole Klitschko argument. People go, you know, is Klitschko one of the greatest or is he just lucky that there was no decent heavyweights around when he reigned? And it's a question. I don't know what the answer is, but it's a genuine question. If you're, if you're, If your entire tenure is taken up, apart from one year, Without Drew Brees, uh, with Drew Brees rather, it, you know, how good a coach are you really? I don't know. I'm I'm not big good, on Sean good, but...
2: good enough to get to the playoffs on a regular basis and championship games and win a Super Bowl. You know, there are that, a lot that of teams was with out Brees.
0: That, I think the question yeah, Dave pointed to so, is why he stayed on for another year rather than leaving when Brees left. it's that that the question, not, isn't it? You know, do, necessarily... could I do something without him, and he couldn't.
1: Yeah, I, I think the burnout's a really good point. And I think it, it's, it's that grass is always greener. It's like, right, Breeze is gone, let's build something. And then you, look, you actually sit there and you look at your roster and you go, nah, forget this. I just, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I yeah, it's going to take yeah, three more no, years. Why, why do I want
2: to, you know, <laughs> it's going to be at least three years before I've got a decent team. Do I really want to commit to that? Or actually, yeah. do I want to do something else or be somewhere else? Sometimes it's just, you know, you reach the end and, and that's it and you need a change. The and it's a proper that, mogul move to, to
0: walk away when you're 74 million over the salary cap. I mean, yeah, that's uh, you
2: know, that division. But that's not gone... a surprise. You know, the Saints <laughs> have known this is coming for
0: years. Yeah, he's so, walked away at the know. right time, hasn't he? Just yeah, before everything but... gets the
2: fan.
1: That, that division has gone from being the division that contained the Super Bowl winners to having a division which is going to be Tom Bradyless soon, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Uh, a division that's got all kinds of problems with the Panthers. I mean, you're hearing stuff come out about the Panthers, about internal fights, literally fights between coaching staff. Um, then you've got uh, the Falcons, who there's a level of dysfunction, but they're kind of getting their act back in together. And then the Saints, who God knows what's going to happen there. That could be the new NFC East. You no, know, that could be the dysfunction division. It, it just feels like there's too much drama going off in that division, and the Falcons are probably going to be the one that they're going to clean up after it. It's it's interesting, and it's an interesting storyline. I've got I've heard nothing over what direction they want to go in, but it's only been a day or two, so you don't expect that too much.
0: Yeah, we'll give it some time. Um, with the with Sean Payton leaving, there's also. Some hirings are going on. GMs have started to be put into place. The Minnesota Vikings have hired Kwezi Adofo Mensa to replace Rick Spielman as their de- uh, general manager. Adofo Mensa was most recently the Browns' vice president of football operations. The 40-year-old has a degree in economics from Princeton and a master's from Stanford. So, see, should be
2: relatively all right with then shouldn't he? Should be okay. Uh, well,
1: um, the interesting thing is, uh, so the Vikings declared they were interested in two people. Um, and one of the people that they were interested in, um, Ryan Poles, has decided to go elsewhere. So it left yes. them with really only one option, which I'll segue into nicely because he's the next person who's been hired.
0: That's right. The Chicago Bears have hired the Kansas City Chief Executive Director of Player Personnel, Ryan Poles, as the next general manager. That's a long title, though Executive Director of Player Personnel.
1: Yeah. Well, Ryan, so Ryan Poles has basically had the open choice. Mm to go to Minnesota or to go to Chicago. And for me, it's an absolute no-brainer because of one factor, Justin Fields. Yes. You'd have to be an idiot not to go to Chicago. And there's no expectation. They've had, You know, they've had a bleak, a bleak outlook for how long? And I think your job's reasonably safe. When, uh, when
0: did Brett Favre start playing well for the, for the Packers? Yeah, but what have but, they got replacing them? Aaron
1: Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah. Now they got what,
0: a chance. They, you asked me when lose they lose a hope. chance,
1: and I love the Lions, but you know, Lions are Lions. <laughs> um, I I disagree slightly. I don't. I don't think
2: the Bears are that much of a better situation than the Vikings. Oh I you know, think we, they are. We've said many times that the only problem with the Vikings really is the quarterback. So just you know, get rid of Cousins, and
1: away we go. Dude, I'm coming from an organization that's been spending season after season recently looking for a new quarterback don't sit there and tell me it's easy because it's not it's really not it's killing us (laughs) absolutely easy absolutely 12 million over the cap at the moment yeah just saying and the Bears are looking good. I mean, they had Ryan Pace for how many years? I mean, Too Ryan many. Poles has got a job. He's got a job for life. You know, all he has to do is show up for work on time, and he's probably is probably going to get employee of the, <laughs> employee of the year. You know what I mean? It's nuts. But yeah, it's an absolute steal. Um, I, I think it makes perfect sense him going to the Bears. Good pickups for both, though. Both seem like smart guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, one last bit of news then before we go on to the games, and that's Philadelphia Eagles three-time Pro Bowl guard Brandon Brooks is retiring after 10 seasons in the NFL. The 32-year-old announced his decision on Wednesday, saying goodbye to Philly, where he has played since 2016. Uh, Brooks was a third-round pick by the Texans in 2012. He became the highest-paid guard in the NFL in 2019 with a four-year, $54.2 million extension, but injury after injury has limited him to just nine games since that was signed. Nice
2: work, if you can get it.
1: <laughs> I remember him on, on the uh, all or nothing for the Eagles that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's. I think he's a good guy. I think he's one of the one of the genuine good guys in life. He yep. came across really, really well. So, yeah, best of luck to him, whatever he gets up to.
0: A very good player as well. Uh, okay, so that was the news. Let's go on to the games. We're going to start the first game of the weekend on Saturday evening. That's all the Bengals at number one seed Tennessee Titans. It was a great start for Cincy as they picked Ryan Tannehill on the first player of the game. That set up an easy field goal for Evan McPherson. Derek Henry was back after missing the last nine games with a broken foot. They did what we thought and ran him early and often, but the Bengals were ready for it, and the Titans' first three drives ended in punts. You can't keep King Henry down forever, though, and he did eventually get a touchdown for Tennessee in the second quarter, but failed on the two-point conversion. The Titans' defense was getting to Burrow a lot. He took five sacks on six first-half drives. He took another four in the second half. Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons had three of them. As a result, the Bengals had to settle for field goals. They were enough to see the Bengals leading them at half-time. It got better in the second half as Joe Mixon ran for the Bengals' lone touchdown, a 16-yarder on their first drive for the third quarter. Tannehill then threw his second of three interceptions in the game, this one when they were less than 10 yards away from scoring. The pressure to Burrow did eventually pay off when Imani Hooker managed to scoop a pass just in time to not be an incompletion, and it led to Tannehill's touchdown pass to AJ Brown to tie the score. Derek Henry couldn't convert a fourth and one. The next Titans drive saw the third interception. To give the Bengals a chance, Burrow hit Pro Bowl rookie receiver Jamar Chase with a 19-yard pass. Then the Bengals ran twice to set up McPherson for the win. The Bengals finally won their first road game in the postseason after losing their first seven. Tennessee haven't won at home in the postseason since January 2003. The final score in Tennessee was the
2: Bengals 19, Titans 16. This game goes to show the difference in mentality of two quarterbacks. One that can deal with pressure and one that can't. Hmm. Tanner Hill was dreadful in this game. He was absolutely awful. He was throwing too quickly. He was throwing too slowly. I mean, the Titans' defense did absolutely everything they could to, to drag them over the line. But, you know, the offense was just poor. Considering what we've been seeing most of the season from, even without Henry, you know, in the passing game with Brown and so on and so forth. You know, the only difference, really, between this game and a lot of the regular season games is the pressure of being in the playoffs. Tannehill proved it at the Dolphins that he couldn't handle it, and he's proven it all over again. So, you know, if the Titans really, truly want to move forward, they're going to have to seriously start thinking about changing their quarterback. That being said, you know, much, much credit must go to Burrow for having the, the cojones to take nine sacks <laughs> and just yeah. keep getting up and coming back. I mean, you know, that's that's massively commendable, especially to a guy who's basically had a surgically repaired knee, uh, what, about a year ago and so on and so forth. So, you know, I didn't see this coming. I thought the Titans would run all over the Bengals, to be honest, and, and win quite comfortably. But, you know... There's always that one team, as you said, I think last week, Dave, yep. and maybe and this year me, it is the Bengals. the
1: Bengals. I, I, the way I look at it, the way I looked at it, I, I looked at it reasonably simplistic. So I love this game because as I said, I'm all in on the Bengals. I'm all in on the Bengals on this uh, post season, but I think the way I looked at it is both quarterbacks uh, faced adversity in this game. One had nine sacks and one had a pick in his very first throw. Mm-hmm. Now, it's how you come back from that. And it's, it, it arguably is easier for Tannehill. I mean, he had a red zone pick as well and things weren't going for him and his, his mechanics all looked, looked off. And do you know, like, you know, the only way I can describe it is, uh, for anyone who didn't see the game, is, you know, when you see like uh, someone who does the javelin the technique is spot on, and then when you watch Decathlon and you got someone who's like pot, they have to do all of the events, and you see them yeah, traveling yeah, the javelin, you go going bloody hell. That's not how you throw it. <laughs> that's kind of what he was throwing like. It was just mm. all a bit off and forced. Do you know what I mean? It was all just a bit. His arm was going forward. He was throwing from shoulder balls. It was just all a bit off and. He wasn't able to deal with that level of adversity, but yet Borough was the other side, getting smashed every other play. I mean, you mentioned the nine, nine sacks. I mean, that's a big issue, but it was the amount of hurries as well.
2: Yeah, And he was, was consistently yeah, still
1: keeping cool and just do, making the plays he needed to and just playing an intelligent ball. And that's the big standout. Forget about a lot of the other stuff and the fact that he could add zero protection. It's his ability to play when he needed to and make the plays when he needed to that separated them. It's down for me on this. It's down to the two quarterbacks. I think you're right, Punk. Decisions have to be made with uh, Tennessee now.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, if 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 you are serious as an organization about making it to championship games and Super Bowl games, you know you're in a conference now where, as we'll talk later, there are some decent quarterbacks. Um. Even even on that second tier, you know. Players like Burrow coming through, you know all the all the other AFC quarterbacks that that are half decent. It's it, Drew Locke. Drew Lock, Derek. <laughs> uh, are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever, all, Mason all Rudolph. Ones. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But you know, it, you 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 like can't keep doing this in the playoffs, and you know this isn't the first time that Tanner Hills completely looked like a deer in the headlights and and all gone apart in in. You know, precious situations. So, yeah, you know, I think I think seriously, Rabel, his coaching staff, everyone at the Titans organization, need to take a long, hard look about whether he's the right man for the job.
1: We've sunk a lot of money into it, haven't it? Yeah, it's easy not to because you can say, "Oh, he's just unlucky," and you know, the regular season he's great. We were, we were the first. The, the amount of to the that, that
2: defense we're giving. I agree him. with you. It's
1: the you know, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I One thing I do want to say is the commentary team, and I can't recall who it was, they did really, really well not to throw Tannehill under the bus. Because there's a couple of times when they showed one particular graphic where they looked at where his eyes were going and then they circled a player who was open, sort of, you know, waving his hands in the air. And they could have, re- I mean... Uh, many co-commentators, many colour commentators would have hey, really Lord got have had to him. Town in. <laughs> And yeah, and and they didn't and fair play to them because I think in a playoff game you can put some serious pressure on at that point. It's not the time of the place to do it. Regular season game, go to town on him. Um, but th- th- I think they did well to keep it neutral. Um, but yeah, he lo- he was terrible this game. Awful.
0: Yeah, it just shows how important the uh, elite quarterback is and how rare they are as well. You know, because Tanner Hill is one of the upper level quarterbacks in the league there's only 32 teams in this league um, but when you get to this level you know you, you need to be elite you need to be able to, to
2: carry the game a bit better than that just manage the game don't don't you don't even need to do anything special he's done it before Especially in the, in the playoffs nice he's out. beating the Ravens by by playing it properly just be Trent Dilfer don't turn the ball over <laughs> you know yeah it, just... it's really really simple throw screen passes throw slants get eight yards it doesn't matter
1: just don't I've do just, what I've just got what this you keep doing in the
2: playoffs.
1: I've just got this view that in the huddle before the first play, Ryan Tannehill just went, "Watch this," <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys came Touched out. Touchdown! first Touchdown! It's going to be play. a long day. It's going to be a long, <laughs> long
0: day. <laughs> yeah, very quick stat. Then Joe Burrow threw for 348 yards to become the first quarterback taken number one overall to win the division game within his first two seasons. And Burrow also became only the second quarterback since 1966 to win an NFL playoff game, despite being sacked nine times. So, nothing but praise for that man uh, and what he's able to achieve in that game. Let's move on to Saturday night and the other number one seed, the Green Bay Packers, were hosting the San Francisco 49ers. It was a cold night in Wisconsin, but the Packers didn't seem to mind as A.J. Dillon's six-yard touchdown run capped off a 69-yard drive on the game's opening possession. Following a pick of Jimmy Jean in the end of the first half, The Packers moved into field goal range, but San Francisco's Jimmy Ward blocked a 39-yard field goal attempt from Mason Crosby on the final play of the first half, preventing the Packers from extending their lead to 10-0. Talking of that zero, first-half points for Sam Fran, the 49ers had minus 10 yards in their first four series, three of which included third-down sacks. They didn't get a single first down or pass completion until Garoppolo connected with George Kittle on a 15-yard gain, with less than six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. With the second half came the snow, and the Niners' offense did start to get it together, helped by their talisman as Debo Samuel returned the second half kickoff 45 yards, setting up the 49ers' first field goal. San Francisco tied the game with 4.41 left, thanks to another breakdown by Green Bay special teams, the Packers' biggest weakness all season. Jordan Willis' outstretched left hand blocked a punt by Corey Biorquez, who was kicking from the front of his own end zone. Talanoa Hufanga picked up the ball at the six-yard line and ran it in to make it 10-10. Cue a a four-and-a-half-minute chance for Rodgers to drive down the field and be the hero again. Just one completion later and the Packers were having to punt it back. Q Debo Samuel leading the drive into range for the Niners and Mr. Perfect in the postseason. Robbie Gould to kick the winning field goal as time expired. This result marked the first time both number one seeds lost in the divisional round in the same season since 2010. The final score, Niners 13, Packers 10.
1: This felt like the Packers were playing with a handbrake on. It was. Very strange. I didn't get it. I mean, if you look at the, re- if you look at the way receptions were spread round, You had nine receptions to Devontae Adams, Mm -hmm. nine receptions to Aaron Jones, who's a running back. Yeah. One to Alan Lazard, one to Mercedes Lewis. That's it. That's it. If you're a defense and the 49ers had a pretty good defense and you only need to cover a slant or an outside runner, I'm sorry, but where are you keeping the defense honest? And it's not as though the run game was killing it either. It it was it was bizarre. It really, really was just weird.
2: I agree. I I I don't know what happened in this game. I don't know if it was the game plan, the coaching, the weather, Aaron Rodgers, you know, having some weird reaction to not being vaccinated. <laughs> I don't know what it is, <laughs> but the Packers were not the Packers in this game. I don't know why they decided to, you know just basically not throw the ball. I mean, that last drive, Alan Lazard's open in the middle of the field with no one around him, would have got about 40, 50 yards to put them perfectly in range for field goal or whatever to win the game. And for whatever reason, Mr. Glory Boy Rogers decided to try and launch the ball 60 yards to Devontae Adams, who's double teamed. But there were weird decisions like that all night. I don't know, it, it, it just seemed a really strange game to be honest. I mean, you know, special teams have been an issue for the Green Bay all season long. They've they've been absolutely dire at it and you know, it kinda of, it's kind of very poetic that you know, the forty nineers offense did absolutely nothing and it was actually their special teams that that had been absolutely horrific the week before had actually got them into in into the end zone. Um Debo Samuel again Debo Samuel you know we waxed lyrical about him last week, so I'm not going to drone on about him too much, but he really is just an all-round true beast of the football player um I swear he could play nose tackle and and do it well um you know and the the great thing this game does is is create an interesting championship game, but we'll come on more to that later we will we will.
0: Very strange game though. I mean, so low scoring. I wasn't expecting it to be as as turgid as it was on offense. Um, and Debo Samuel was quiet for most of the game. He came in clutch at the end on that last drive was really important. He had third and seven a and case. ran the ball on third and seven.
2: Got got the first down. You know, he, the thing is, when he him, it he wasn't came even. A ca- but it wasn't even the defenses that were playing particularly well. There was no great scheming or this, that, and the other. It was just that the offenses wouldn't do anything. It was almost like they, you said earlier, they were playing with the handbrake on. I I don't, I didn't get it at all. If if that was their game plan to just kind of you know do nothing, then well done, you succeeded. But this is the divisional round of the playoffs. You need to score points
1: Um, in the playoffs now. Aaron Rodgers is 0 4 against the 49ers. Yeah, and this is the third time. This is a telling stat. It's a, it's a bit of a crap stat as well, but it's funny. It, this is the third time of those four that he's had that he's got more third down attempts than points. So he had third. He had 12 <laughs> third down attempts. In this game, and they only got ten points. I mean, it's the most ridiculous that stat? Stat I've ever heard on Twitter. <laughs> I'm yeah, assuming okay. it's right. I'm assuming it might be no, wrong. If it's wrong. No, if it's wrong, Twitter, okay. Right. Okay. That, it's wrong. But it's it's the fact that it's the it's as you say the fact that there was so many opportunities to just break bad and go for it and really give it some, and it was just. Well, I
2: mean, it was it's just accelerate. Like, I you don't, know, play yeah. play some no huddle. Do something just to get your team going.
1: You Aaron know? Jones That's got what nine receptions because
0: about- it was all checkdowns. I mean, you're watching the game. He's yeah. not hitting yeah. the first or second. He's going have to just check it down to Aaron Jones and the ball wasn't going very far. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, mean, Ruben- I mean, as I said, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of... Um, there wasn't a huge amount of variation in the offensive play calling. And what's, ir- what's irritating is that the... Uh, Offensive coordinator for the Packers he's interviewing for a second time round for the Broncos job. So yeah, let's see how that <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, that's good. Um, good. But I think what what's more annoying than anything is this this robbed us of a good game because this game was turgid. Mm. It, this was the worst game of the weekend, and it robbed us of a good game. And but I feel it was a tight
2: game, but yeah, at least it was tight. It was that doesn't make it, it was tight, and it you know the the fact that it was yeah, I mean, Tense the most finish. interesting stat I've got is that if I told you before the games that the two winning teams on Saturday would have had one offensive touchdown and given up a 13 combined sacks. You know, <laughs> you'd laugh laughed at me. <laughs> you absolutely would have laughed at me. But, you know, the last the last five minutes were interesting just because, you know, the 49ers managed <laughs> to get level. No, I but, was in a coma by then, sorry. was. <laughs> <But laughs> yeah, be. no, I mean, you are right. It
1: wasn't an interesting
2: game up to that point at all.
1: Right. Um, So as we're halfway through the games, let's just take a little break. There's one thing that we forgot to mention, and that's that the uh, New York Giants have hired a new GM, replacing Dave Gettleman. And that's Joe Schoen. And um, I was flicking through uh, Twitter and sort of came across a bit of a press conference. So I thought I want to have a quick listen. What he sounds like. Is he a good guy? I was hoping a bit for the uh, Dan Campbell press conference, but
2: he he did.
1: Yeah, all of that kind of stuff, but he did give um, several mentions to Daniel Jones being their future quarterback, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, future of your organization there. Um, very, very. Interesting. I mean, it's worth mentioning. That's all. It's just worth mentioning in passing. But it looks as though we know what direction uh, New York are going to go in now, unless it's all smoke and mirrors. Of course, straight down. I well, <laughs> on the stipulation offensive from the line job.
2: to actually play behind. That'd be useful, wouldn't it?
1: Well,
2: they, they won't make him look left. There
1: we go. <laughs> no, we just go just straight right, check down right. You need
0: to <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we missed out on uh, Joe Shun going to the Giants. It's a Sunday evening, and the Rams were at the Bucks. Brady trying to make back to back Super Bowl since he did it with the Patriots. The Rams trying to get back to their second Super Bowl in four years. The Rams were up 20 to three at halftime. And it should have been a bigger deficit. A field goal on the Rams' first drive and touchdowns on their second and third with catches for Kendall Kendall Blanton and the 70-yarder for Cooper Cup. The final drive of the half for the Rams saw running back Cam Akers fumble inside the five-yard line and recover by Antoine Winfield. The Bucks had a first half to forget, a missed 48-yard field goal and a Brady pick. When Matt Stafford snuck a score early in the second half, the game looked over. Cue an absolute choke job by the Rams as first Cooper Cup had a rare fumble that was punished with a Lennon-Fournette touchdown run. The offence failed to take advantage of Von Miller sacking Brady to force a fumble at the Tampa Bay 25. When centre Brian Allen snap sailed past Stafford in shotgun formation and it was recovered by the Bucks. Brady couldn't convert two fourth down attempts, but the Rams offence couldn't capitalise and missed their own field goal attempt. A second Cam Akers fumble, sandwiched touchdowns for Mike Evans and a second for Fournette to tie the game with 47 seconds remaining. After taking a sack on the first play, Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles tried to keep up the blitz pressure, which Stafford punished with a couple of bombs to cup you got the Rams into range for Matt Gay to knock for a 30-yard winning field goal to see Tom Brady out of the playoffs. The final score, Rams 30, Bucks 27.
1: This was a great game. It was nuts. It was. Nuts. <laughs> it was you know, I'm, I'm going to go out as far as saying it's the best game of this season I've seen so far. It was, it was the, the, the Rams were so far ahead. Well, I think well you're was. not counting that. I'm not counting that. I'm counting the 49ers. <laughs> I'm not counting the 49ers. I'm not counting the 49ers. Okay. The age. Um, it's the one I enjoyed most because mainly because I put a bet on the Bucks um, halfway through the game to come back and be within five points. Um, okay. So I won I won like 30 quid. So I was quite happy that. I was going to say a load of money, it wasn't For so the Bucks, it. just to be within enough.
0: five? So, to, what, so
1: yeah. to cover the spread, basically. Yeah, it covered the spread, but at this point, I think they were like twenty-one behind or something. Twenty-three down at halftime. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a big old, but it was just in in, in the second half. Um, so I was happy for that reason. I was also happy because you know I'm a Matt Stafford fan, um, and it's nice for him to have a bunch of renegades behind him who can actually back up. Uh, and he claims to be an decent rather than um, my lovely bunch of degenerates in uh, Detroit. And um, it was ju- it was just a really great game to watch. The endings, the amount of turnovers. And I'm happy that it happened, but the Bucks still lost. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I'm, I'm upset that Tom Brady's out. And with the comments that he's been given, it looks as though he's... Um, Potentially, no. Don't say, it, don't well. say.
2: Because every time, every time we've said that, he's come back. So don't even say it. <laughs> well, the bloody Super he Bowls. Yeah. You know, my
1: my prediction for the offseason is Tom Brady is definitely going to retire. Thank you very much. That's Dave. my prediction. That's Thanks, my prediction. Dave. That's another All year good. of him. We got to put on. <laughs> No, this it's not. On, no, it's not. On, that's not on me. It's now on Jim. If you want to edit what? me and leave that in, <laughs> then he's going to play on. If you decide uh, to edit it and leave that God. out, if you can be bothered and go to the effort of doing it, mm. it's now all on you. I'm like, I'm absolved from any pressure whatsoever. I can say what I want. It's all on the editor. They If, if, I, if I leave it out,
0: then no one's going to know about your stupid curse that you just put on us anyway. Well, if I take it out, you it doesn't matter. You it's can't still leave there. It out.
2: You have you have
0: to leave it in, so he gets the abuse on Twitter. He needs I, the I, abuse on Twitter now for this one, Dave. It's on you, mate. So,
2: <laughs> oh, my, I don't mind. The, the National Bug. Football League will be on you. Yeah, <laughs> this this <laughs> this game was crazy. I mean, again, you know, like like the previous stupid stat, the fact that the Rams lost four fumbles, missed a field goal, tried to milk the clock instead of playing. Yeah, you know, and and, and just generally. Went stupid in the second half. It, it just beggars belief that they actually won the game, you know? I mean, I'm assuming we all knew that y- you could be down by your head hitting the ground. <laughs> no, that that <laughs> didn't come as a surprise to anyone in this room, I hope. You know? But, I mean, the way that the, the, the uh, announcers were talking about the car Akers fumble. Yeah. Oh, did his head hit the ground? We know that if his head hits the ground. I don't know. Uh, just, Just this game situation. had Everything. This game had absolutely everything. You know, even at half half time at twenty to three, we were all sitting there in in the WhatsApp group going, "It's Brady. We can't celebrate yet." You know, it, it, this game was everything. You know, the only reason Brady didn't come back is because it wasn't twenty eight to three. That's the only thing I can think of. He thought, "No, it's not a big <laughs> enough number. I'm not going to bother yeah. this year. I'm I'm a bit tired. I could do with a weekend off. My lips bleeding." So, yeah. Exactly, you know. I mean, that was pathetic as well. He very obviously got hit in the shoulder and just bit his own lip and then started trying to create <laughs> oh, the refs into, into <laughs> giving tuk- him a flag. He should have tucked it. He yeah, yeah, he should have tucked it. Yeah, absolutely. But no, this, this this game had absolutely everything. And why, why? Why would you go blitz on virtually the last play of the game on a cover zero and and leave Cooper Cup running, sprinting down the middle of the field. It's just
1: insane. They're, not, play they're not the first team to do it. Not the first team to do it. No, no, the Jets did it to us
2: last season. They I'm it, about it, this yeah. season it's exactly did. They exactly the same thing. Yeah.
1: No, he's, uh, the amount of times that's happened to Cooper Cup when, you know, I've been, it's been sort of the end of the Rams game and Cooper Cup's got sort of 14, 15 points and I'm looking a bit iffy on fantasy. And I'm not sure. it he'll pop up with, you know, he'll pop up with a sort of a touchdown which is forty or fifty yards or something with one of the last plays of the game, you go well, ask me see on this week, then the amount of times that's happened is ridiculous. So I don't know what it is. It makes that honestly makes people think they can get to Stafford late in the game. It's weird. But I think I think there's he's, two reasons
0: I think there's two reasons why Todd Bowles did it. One, momentum. The Rams were on their heels, and there was a chance for the Bucks to win it in regulation because they already sacked him on the first play of, the, of that last drive. Yeah. They thought if we can get him again or get him to give the ball to Cam Akers, that's a, a guaranteed turnover for us. So I want to be the one that gets the, the plaudits. And the second part is part of the plaudits because he's interviewing for head coaching jobs. So if you can put on your resume saying, I just got through another championship game, the car just uh, t- took down the Rams. That always helps. So, you know, that's what maybe, I think for Todd Bowles. Anyway.
2: But if the, didn't if the Rams try, try Thankfully, didn't work. stupid, shutting it down, protect the league nonsense again next week, they're going to come unstuck. So the question is, does so, Cam Akers
0: get another handoff this uh postseason? Yeah, he will.
2: He will absolutely. Oh, Fortnite's are favourites then. Okay. Guess 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 what Cam Akers has been doing all week in practice?
1: Holding onto the ball mm. and getting punched a lot. Well it's it's <laughs> interesting because it... You'd normally expect expect Sony Michel to play large parts of the game, especially in the red zone. Yeah. But I think he only had one rush. I don't remember him going out injured, unless I'm unless I'm missing something. But yeah, normally it's Cam Akers in between, you know, the two red zone in between the twenties, um, and then Sony Michel. Because of course, Sony Michel killed the Rams in the uh, Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots. It was Sony yes. Michel who scored the touchdowns. Yeah, so. You know, they they're perfectly aware of what he's what he's uh, able to do. So it's just a bit weird that they left him out. At one point the commentary team said, Well, you've you've got to show confidence in Akers that he's going to be able to do it at some point. Rubbish. Don't give me that. It's a playoff. <laughs> Think <give> of a monkey. <laughs> Bring in the guy who's able to do it. He must use the liability. He must have been injured. Yeah. It's not like, do you know what? We're not going to let our franchise go. Bring in the punter. He's got to learn to throw. Bring him yeah. in. Let him Need do the third down. Fucked. Don't give me that
0: so there we go that was, the, that was the third game it was a great game it was a great game with a, a great ending for you know 31 franchises for everybody everybody yeah. so on to the last game okay well I could spend a long time detailing all the scores and back and forth in the last game of the divisional weekend but I'm not going to if you haven't already seen it then pause this and go and watch at least the highlights the lead changed hands three times in the final two minutes of regulation and there were 25 points scored over that stretch the first half saw Russian touchdowns for Devin Singletary and Patrick Mahomes rushing, receiving touchdowns for Byron Pringle and Gabriel Davis to see the teams in at 14 points apiece. The second half saw Kansas touchdowns for McCall Harbin and Tyreek Hill. Buffalo got three more from Gabriel Davis, including a two-point conversion from Stephon Diggs, But when it's Grim, be the Grim Reaper, and the final drive for the Chiefs took less time than the QB draw from Dak Prescott, as Mahomes took the team 44 yards on two passes in 13 seconds to allow Harrison Butker to kick his third field goal of the half and take the game to overtime. The coin toss went the Chiefs' way, and eight positive plays later, Travis Kelce was securing the ball in the corner of the end zone to send the Chiefs back to the AFC Championship game for a record fourth consecutive time at home. The final score was the Bills 36, Chiefs 42. This was
2: a dreadful
1: game. Dreadful game. A, Where was the defence? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what was better. The finish to this game or that absolutely brutal dig at Dak that, Prescott. At that <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, it
0: took you it was a game. Absolutely mental. I, was, I watched this game live. It went on until about half yeah. two in the morning in the UK. And uh, it was worth every second because as it went on, it just became apparent that these two guys could not be stopped. Um, and it was just it was kind of beautiful to watch, and it just you just knew every time they got the ball, it didn't matter how much time was left, even when it was 13 seconds. Like Mahomes can still get this down the other end. I mean, there's you know these these two are elite. These are the, the apex predators of the league. One's a little bit more apex, I think. Um,
2: it's
1: it's yeah. almost a shame that they're both AFC because yeah, this yes. would have made. This, this would have made if, a phenomenal super. This probably wouldn't have if happened this in the Super
2: Bowl. If this had been the Super Bowl or even the AFC Championship oh, game, you, you know, it would have been amazing. But you know, it, it, I feel so sorry for Josh Allen. He's played basically two perfect games in the playoffs, and he sat at home. You know, yeah. <laughs> but this is the madness yeah. of the AFC at the minute. You know, the Bills and the Chiefs are just head and shoulders above absolutely everybody at the minute. Um. There was one mistake in this entire game, to be honest, and that was with 13 seconds left, kicking the ball into the end zone. You, know, you have to make them use up some of the clock and just play it at that point. Now, whether it's a coaching error and he was told to kick, kicker was told to kick it in the end zone, or whether the kicker's just got too much on it and he was trying to drop it in at the five or something, you've got to make them return it because then you're down at one play. And the odds on on being able to hit enough yards in one play. Well, they, had, they still had two
0: timeouts left. I mean, you know, I don't think that's really going to make much difference. The way the game was going, it was kind of inevitable that it was it was going to end up with uh, a tie in the regulation.
2: Oh, it was it was always going to be whoever had the ball last wins. Let's be honest, yeah. You know, because neither of these defenses could could put a stop in to save their lives. Once once they got into the fourth quarter, that was it. You know, mm-hmm. defence might as well have just sat on the sidelines and said, right, who can get in the end zone the quickest? I mean, that last two minutes, I don't think... I, Short of the last four minutes when Peyton Manning brought the Colts back against, I think it was the Bucks, from 28 points down in four minutes, I don't think I've seen an ending to a game quite like that ever. Um You know, there's there's the odd one, the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl, John Taylor in the last few seconds. And Mm -hmm. you get the odd, you know, last second win touchdown or what have you after a comeback, you know, Patriots. But to actually have two teams and two quarterbacks playing so perfectly and just marching up and down the field, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what happened. And different styles as well. You know, Josh Allen was running plenty as well. He was making good decisions when he did throw the ball. Mahomes was even running a bit in the first half, you know, and we haven't seen him do that as much this season. And Gabriel Davis, you know, he's done something that no one, not even Jerry Rice, has done. Four touchdowns in a in a playoff game. That's absolutely yeah. nuts. 200, just over absolutely 200 yards nuts. receiving. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Um, this, this is one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Um, and if you haven't watched it, go and dig it out and watch the whole thing. Don't watch the highlights because it's just so entertaining and I don't yeah, like offence
1: on, offense. <laughs> on um, YouTube you can go and see a play-by-play um, where it literally shows you every single play and all it does is cut out the dross in between it um, the only thing that's annoying is you. there's a few points where the uh, commentators are halfway through a sentence you really want to listen to and you miss it so <laughs> there, there are one or two drawbacks to that Yeah. Um, the, the point I really want to make is uh, again I think Josh Allen needs a huge amount of uh, praise coming into this. I mean, we know what the homes can do. And Josh Allen's really stepped up and become a man. He's become that NFL quarterback that other teams can now aspire to last season. He had a great year. Um, and people were talking about him as an, uh, you know, MVP. Well, Lamar's been MVP, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan's been MVP. Yeah. And yet other people still don't aspire to be them. This is where Josh Allen became the guy. He became the man. Um, but it also illustrated just how far away the Broncos are from, you know, being anywhere near a Super Bowl. Because at this level, you, you take something special. The Chiefs have scored 42 points in each of their first two games. Um, and as you say, the Bills have been almost perfect. The, the, the only point I'd like to say is I think we need to change the rules on overtime. And it's not an anti-Chiefs thing. It's genuinely not. Yeah. Josh I, I had this exact rant.
2: Exact yeah, rant. Josh
1: Allen the Chiefs game and just watch the Chiefs march down yeah. he should be given the opportunity to reply he, he, yeah, he should he should in yeah. the playoffs the rules need to, to change,
0: change. Well, I remember, the rules do need to change I have home, to remember it when to it was home. a field goal that was allowed on the opening drive yeah, yeah. to win a game yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So at least you have to score a yeah. touchdown now which you didn't used to have to do which was even more
2: cruel Well, had
0: to move like 20 yeah, yards to get into mean, range that's how Tom Brady won some many championship
2: games yeah, but the problem you've got with a game like this is that it literally is who wins the coin toss is going to win the game. Yeah. Because, that's not fair. you know, neither defense could stop these offenses. In so that, they've gone in on forever. So, for
0: like, college games have gone for like five or six overtimes, you know, sometimes because the defense just stops working completely. So, what are you going to do? You're going to play until three in the morning. Well, go it the somehow.
2: You've Why got not? to end it somehow. You, you, well, go 15, go a full 15 minutes, play an extra quarter. You know, well, at some point, someone's again, going to the, make the ball last. Is going to win the game. Well, not necessarily because you could be kicking field goals. I understand times. it's not
0: its not right, but you know, there's only so many ways you can do it. It's not oh, no, like I'm, there are other sports like the hockey or whatever, the or maybe maybe football every, where you can have a certain penalties uh, situation. You, you know, you do that.
2: You can you can have a penalty shootout in the NFL if you want to. I mean, to. you just line I, the I kickers up from the 40, the 50, and then we give enough, the we give enough to wins. the
0: kickers in this game, punk. We don't want to give them even more bloody chance to ruin a game.
1: I feel a Patreon subject coming on here over time. <laughs> for now, for now, uh, I think Punk and I agree that absolutely. overtime should change. I would change it for absolutely every uh, every game, not just playoff games. But if a change has to be made for only playoffs, I support that as well. I support a change specifically for playoff games.
0: I think you're both um, drunk on how good this game was and just want to see
1: more of it. Not necessarily. No, no. Part of that, part of it, is that. Um, but it's more the fact that Josh Allen plays that well and just has to sit there and watch another team roll down, yeah, but, get a touchdown, and then turns around and goes home. And i Holmes had that on before. his first
0: championship that. game against the I Patriots. Know. He went yeah. to overtime and it, against wasn't Tom Brady. Fear. We we at, wasn't
2: fear. it we, wasn't fair on him either. No. We moaned at that time that it wasn't yeah,
1: right as well. <laughs> I didn't. I,
2: right. <laughs> I did. You should I have. did. Massively. Yes, because, because, it was it's happened, Patriots, because it's but, happened
1: before. doesn't make it wrong. It, I, I, but it comes around. It wouldn't have, yeah, it does. But not for the Bills. Because the Bills have no luck in the playoffs. We Win that. it in
0: regulation. Stop them from scoring before the end of the game. You know, you had so many opportunities to all do for, it. So you can't put the game down them. to one you play. Say,
1: you say that. You say that, you know, You, just, win it in you just brought it down to one coin toss.
2: You're talking yeah. about one play. You haven't even used a play. You've just flipped a coin and won. Well,
0: no, they haven't because they had to still drive down the field and score. If they jo- only got a field goal, then Josh Allen would have got back on the field. They did the not stop in playing, any of the there eight is plays. No way, there is Jim, no way that they could g- not going to execute. They still had to execute yeah. on the first drive of overtime and they did it, right?
1: The argument you just made is that there's no point in doing it because neither team would have been able to stop the other. And then you said all they had to do was stop them and get a touch, get a field goal in order to come back on the field. I was like, it doesn't work both ways. The fact <laughs> is, it, you should have allowed to have, I can't, what is it, the right to reply. That's basically what you should have. To, you should have the right to reply.
0: This was an exceptional circumstance where you're looking at the two best quarterbacks, I believe, in the yeah. NFL going toe-to-toe. Usually, it's not like that when you, you scrape into overtime. You know, yeah, I, I saw a tie this year again, from my team because yeah, I couldn't so, score so, a touchdown. So it wouldn't
2: matter. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't matter in those situations, would it? Because we're not saying change it for the regular season. You can keep overtime as it is oh, yeah. for the regular season. Even <laughs> if not- you, even if you. Even if you- did change it in the regular season. You know, if you if one team goes down and scores a touchdown,
1: the other team has the chance to do so. That's all you're giving. Yeah. At that point, if if say if my say if the Broncos are playing the Steelers, Steelers score a touchdown, the Broncos then have to take the field and have to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yes. If but then don't they score a touchdown,
2: outside, you don't. You're not. Then what? You
1: no, the, no, at that point, then the Steelers retake the field again, and the Broncos have to match whatever the whatever the Steelers do. And if they, if they do do that, it goes and becomes a draw. The current, if they rules,
0: don't... the current rules are, if I take the field and I get a field goal, you get the right to drive down and try and get a touchdown or tie yes. it again for a field goal. Then it's sudden death. Okay, So it's only because they couldn't stop the Chiefs on that first drive that they didn't get a right to reply. So because... what's so
2: special about it being a field goal rather than a touchdown? There's no difference. It's still a scoring play. So in yeah. theory... You know they should get the right to reply. They well, should. Be well, they made it better from, field from field it ten years ago when yeah, they used
0: just let a field goal be the decider.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't. What they've done in the past shouldn't define what they do now. Punk, there's one key thing that you're missing here. There's one key defining moment that decided this game, and that's the referee flicked a coin and it landed one way rather than the other. Is exactly. well, the NFL it. at
2: the moment? And it cost me a fortune in the process. <laughs> it cost me
1: nothing. It, it won't a Super Bowl
2: nothing. bet from the beginning of the season. It's is now dead because the referee flipped a coin.
1: But that that's the thing. I don't want to see this decided by just... I'd rather no, it be decided it by feels wrong, someone kicking from 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards. I'd rather it do it by that. than There's, There is know.
2: no football skill involved in winning a coin toss.
1: Yeah. Instead you basically I'll, hamstrung I'll some, the other team. you know what? I'll make some up now that will be more entertaining. From from the PAT spot, get each of your linebackers to kick it. Best out there of five. Go. There you go. That's fairer <laughs> than just flicking a coin. I want to see a nose tackle punt it as far as he can. Whoever gets the furthest wins the game. That's as ridiculous as a coin toss. I'm sorry, it is. Americans and are quite, not...
0: quite enamoured with coin tosses, aren't they? There are times when you get in yeah, they high them. school or college when they have like a tie. Between teams, is you also took a coin. You, also had, you, won it, the, you also
1: had it a couple of years ago when I think it was the Raiders and another team. I want to say 49ers, but I can't remember. Your draft spot was decided by a coin toss. Yeah,
2: yeah it was. And I can't remember it if you was.
1: won or you lost, but you, you basically went in the room. So they always lose. Oh, Where's the draft picks?
2: So. Yeah, I think we won, but we lost. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. shocker. <laughs> 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 but now you are right. We literally, we all just went into the, into the room and flipped a coin yeah. and went, right, you'll have that pick, you'll have that pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Never, as long it's, if he did the coin toss, and that was the, the game out. over. They still had to play that that drive.
2: So
1: I know, I know, but it just feels wrong. Just needed one play the, by the someone. Game this good is influenced but, by. I mean,
2: the, if, if if they squib kick it or or drop it in at the five, game's over anyway. Because even Mahomes isn't getting far enough down the field to be able to. Do you see that Tyree kill that in, sixty? In... Was it sixty-six yard touchdown
0: across the middle? Yeah. Ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Did you? He took three plays before that. Yeah, so you know you wouldn't have had time to. Mm. It, mm. Literally, it would have used four or five seconds off the clock, and they would have been in single digits. One more quick thing the about these mistake.
0: about these two quarterbacks, Mahomes and Allen, each threw for at least three hundred yards and three touchdowns, completed at least seventy percent of their passes without an interception, and get this, led their teams with at least sixty-five yards rushing. No other quarterback in NFL history has accomplished these feats in a game, regular season or postseason, and they both did it in this game so
2: and didn't didn't they combine for nearly 300 yards after after the two minute warning or something as well
0: it was just nuts it was was insane
2: it was insane
0: so boys those were the games it's time to look at the uh the picks that we made just for fun yeah the uh divisional runners um no well
2: (laughs) i didn't do great
0: saturday saturday was bad for me i picked the the, the Titans and the Packers to beat the Bengals and the 49 respectively. respectively. Um, so I didn't do very good. Didn't do as badly as Punk, though, who, no. as well as me, picked the Titans and the Packers. You also picked, of course, the Bills to beat the Chiefs. Um, so you went one and three. I went two and two. Okay. Dave, four and O. Nostradamus yeah, over there. Got uh, got it right again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: when the pressure's Standard off. Mojo.
1: Yeah. So, I've <laughs> had a, so I've had a hundred. I've had a one hundred percent week, mm. Punk. You you had a one hundred percent week.
2: Yeah, Jim. I had quite a few more games than these in my one hundred percent week. Yeah. Let's not get bogged <laughs> down with what we do. <laughs>
0: oh, semantics. These games were separated by three points at most, except for the last one for overtime. Yeah. You know, we these were, were tight yeah, games. All,
2: all, it's all no shame three here. games were basically walk-off field goals weren't they yeah so, no shaming here
1: you know one of, Absol- one of the great thinkers one of the great thinkers of our time yeah um, Vin Diesel in uh, Fast and the Furious said mm. it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning's winning and dude I am winning what a scholar that's all you need to know I don't even you know, know if you've you even watched the know. Fast and Furious films I've never seen a single one now why do you know he said that then <laughs> I saw it on the trailer <laughs>
0: Saw it on a. Train. Oh, God. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's move on then to the conference championships. Three games left this, this is season. is where I'll
1: bomb out and get nothing. two of them <laughs>
0: happen on Sunday. We're going to start at eight o'clock in the evening in the UK with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, before you pick, boys, they did face each other in week 17. The Bengals won this 34 31. That was the Jamar Chase pop off game. Uh, last minute winner with a field goal. But. This is the championship game. So, who's winning this? You want me to
1: go first? No.
0: I think I know what you're going to say. Bengals.
2: (laughs) Chiefs.
1: Ooh.
0: (laughs) Okay. Go on in, Dave. The man man who got them all right last week. Why are you picking the Bengals again?
1: I want to put it out there straight away. I think the Chiefs will probably win, but I'm going out on a limb and I'm going the Bengals. So, the so you're already getting them... your excuses in and getting your caveats in yeah. that yeah. you really yeah, think course. the Chiefs will win,
2: but you're just jumping on the Bengals' train anyway. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a Bengals' fan. Just so that's
1: clear, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Um, So the, the, the reason I'm going for the Bengals, <laughs> even though I think the Chiefs will win, the reason I'm going for the Bengals <laughs> is because the success that the Broncos and the Raiders, and you can back me up on this as well, The success that the Broncos and the Raiders have had against the Chiefs recently, in recent years, is when the wide receiver catches the ball and he beats the first tackler, there's normally 30, 40 yards worth of room. Mm -hmm. And Jamar Chase is like a footballing god at making the first man miss. And I think it's that that could really make a difference for the Bengals. That ability to make the first man miss and just have acres an acres of space to be able to run into and make key plays, and we saw it in the Bengals last game against the Titans. Every time they needed a key play, go to Jamal Chase, beat the first man, make ten yards, get a first down. So, it Happens so often. And how many times? I mean, the, it's happened with the Broncos with tight ends. No fans caught the ball and beat the first man and gone thirty yards. What's going to blow with someone like Jamal Chase? I've seen it happen. How many times did Hunter Renfro beat the first man? It, it happens so often with the Chiefs. That has to be a key. I think they have to get themselves in a position where they can run really short slants and little things like that. Get get into space and really make some progress at that point. But they have to have a downhill threat, which they've got in Boyd and they've got in Higgins as well. So stretch the secondary, beat the first man, really create some some momentum. That's why I'm going to go for the Bengals. And I think they've got a decent running game. Running game for the Chiefs is trash. Jim, can you just remind me what Stefan
2: Diggs's stats were in that game that they've just played against that Chiefs secondary, please? I cannot. <laughs> he didn't do as well as Gabriel I'm, Davis, but uh, he did pretty, pretty well. Cert- <laughs> I'm pretty certain it was something like two catches for nine yards. That sounds about right. I mean they had the fourth um, yeah, um two point conversion. Had two-point but, conversion but,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. But it, so it, I think they get 201 yards. So you know, yes, let's 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 yes. calm down a bit with your comparisons but, there, bro. But, but, right. but seeing <laughs> it seeing seeing as we're talking
2: about, you know, a number one receiver, yes. I think the Chiefs have probably got a game plan in place for Jamar Chase. Um, mm-hmm. the way you beat the Chiefs is to run the ball and set up the pass. Now that's that's the key for the Bengals is can they get Mixon going enough to open up the space to allow Chase to do his thing with Burrow? Um, we'll see. It'll be an interesting one to find out. Um, I just think the Chiefs are going to blow them away. I think they've they've they're all too experienced. They know what how to win this game. You know, I know I said this last week, but I mean the Bengals really are in nosebleed territory now Mm. you know to actually to actually be in the middle of arrowhead for an afc championship game that you know patrick Mahomes has been in four of these in a row now you know he's not gonna panic tyreek hill travis kelsey the offense there's just too much on offense for them i know the bengals won the first game yeah. But regular season oh. games are always oh. different to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. And the fact that it's at arrowhead as well, I just, I can't see the Bengals hanging with them. I, I can see this being, you know, one of those 35-14, 35-21s. 35,
1: I agree well, with everything you've just said, but what I've had to do is convince myself that it's possible. <laughs> <I've> it. <laughs> I think you, Joe Mixon has got the third most rushing yards out of, Anyone in the NFL in the regular season. I think he, and that's with uh, an offensive line that isn't great. Yeah. Again, it's when good, he though. really gets, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's ranked 29th in the NFL so far. So, yeah, you know, isn't
0: mm. it, better than we, it, thought it be.
1: it, it, we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be 32nd. Yeah, you know, exactly. Let's not get away from that. <laughs> but their ability to create holes and for Mixon to sort of have that patience to go through them, hit the A gap and just make 40 yards in one burst. Is something that's key for them. They have a run game to keep the keep the Chiefs honest. And I think there's so many people who are looking at going Chiefs will win. Done. Chiefs will win. I don't think it's that straightforward. I think the Chiefs, no. as I said, I think the Chiefs probably still will win. All joking aside about me making an excuse or anything like that. I think they will win, and I'll eat the loss if if it comes along. I just think the the, the Bengals have got a little bit about them at the minute. Um, I don't know if Trey Hendrickson is going to be injured or not, because he, he was uh look, looked a bit banged up um this don't, weekend, so I don't know if he's gonna be out. But I I just think the Bengals have got a little bit about them. Look, ultimately I know, it's gonna be an know, uphill struggle.
2: I know we don't rate the Chiefs defense, you know. Chris James may be a part, it's really not yeah. very good. Well, Tyra Matthew was out Joe, for most of the Joe, game against the Bills. This is also true. But Joe Burrow got sacked nine times by the Titans. Yeah, you know. That O line, it it worries me for the Bengals, you know? If 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 they're playing like that in a divisional game, what are they gonna be like in Arrowhead with well, they've got Frank you know, Clark and Melvin 90, Ingram up on the sides? Streamers? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's the noisiest stadium as well. Exactly. I I, I worry about that O line, I really do. And I think this just might be a step too far. I mean, we said it last week, you know, the Bengals Super Bowl really was just getting in the playoffs and win yeah. the division. So, you know, anything from here is a bonus. There's no, there's no pain but, with a loss, really. No. No. Exactly. But, uh, one, just...
1: one, one point to make, though, when you when you think about it. If I said to you, in September, who is going to win the champ- AFC Championship game? The Bengals or the Chiefs? You'd have said, Chiefs, by 100 points. Well, yeah. Why are you even asking me that? Because they're not going to be there. The fact that one of us, who has got a 100% record last week, <laughs> is saying the Bengals, says just <laughs> oh, how far God. they come. Amen. I've got to keep pulling that string. What do you want from me, all right? Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Just for Punk's benefit, in the last game, Stephon Diggs had three catches on six targets for seven yards against the Chiefs.
2: So the Chiefs obviously can shut down a wide receiver one. So you know whether or not that they will left, happen they left the left receiver they wide receiver two wide open. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, wide receiver two hundred
0: and one yards. Wide Cole Beasley got sixty um, yards on six catches. Devin Singletary twenty-five yards on four catches. And Emmanuel Sanders
1: and sixteen yards on one remind catch. Remind me, Jim. Do do the Bengals have a wide receiver too? Hell yeah. They, they do, do have a wide receiver too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, a little less worried about that. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Um, the what other you, game. What,
1: what do you think, Jim? So, Jim, what's your sure.
0: <laughs> Ah, shit. Well, um, yes. I bet before the season it would be the Chiefs winning it, and they're still in it. So, I'm going to have to go with the The Chiefs are the sensible option here. Um, I'm going to go with the sensible one and pick the Chiefs. I agree with that. Uh, as as much as the Bengals should be applauded for what they've done, I think that they have done enough. Do me a favor. <laughs> could, I could do, do what not favor. doing anymore.
1: <laughs> humor an idiot for a second. So sure. humor me. Okay. Do me a favor. Put a percentage on it, like ratio wise. Because for me, I think it's 60 40 Chiefs. That's what I'm going to no. I think it's 60 40 Chiefs. Personally. I was going to say they,
2: 65 it, for the Chiefs. I, I'd go higher, I, I'd go 80. 8020 Bengals have 80, a 20% 20. yeah Bengals Chiefs have a massive home field advantage. They do. I don't mm-hmm. care how many Bengal fans, are, you know, this isn't like SoFi Stadium where you can buy tickets if you're an away fan and this, that and the other. <laughs> on the, the day the Chiefs, as well. The Chiefs, on the black yeah, market. Exactly. before. The, the Chiefs yeah. are, are are selling that stadium out with Chiefs fans. There might be a very small pocket of Bengal fans, but you won't even notice they're there. Let's be honest. I mean, we couldn't even realise the Bills fans were there and apart from the fact that they kept zooming in on them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it it this it this is unlike any situation that anyone on the Bengals has been in before. So, you know, yeah, naivety can be great and what you don't know you should fear, you don't fear. But you know, when they get in there in that atmosphere and you've got Mahomes launching it and yeah, no, I just eighty percent. I think it's seventy five, eighty percent Chiefs. Really Did you do.
0: see there was a, a picture of um, Mahomes' heart rate monitor during the game, and it didn't get above like one seventy, even with the thirteen seconds yeah. to go? He just didn't. It didn't fluctuate enough to to really notice what was going on. No. He's, he is lasered in. He is focused on this year. He's hurting from last year. Uh, he wants to put it right. So I I think the Chiefs are going to win it, and win the and in, whoever we, wins this game, I think is the favorite to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I think in in this. Um... That's an interesting call. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Bengals in the Super Bowl. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, I've this seen them. Kind of reminds me. Kind of rem- <laughs> not the modern ones. It kind of reminds me of the 2015 World Series in um, Major League Baseball. So the Kansas Kansas City Royals mm. um, got to the playoffs, and everyone was consistently saying they're going to choke. They're going to choke. And it, they were full of youth players, basically, and the, then they just kind of went. This is our occasion. This is our. This is our World Series. Let's just go and do it. Not oh, it you does know, happen. They-
2: yeah, it does they,
1: happen. They, they went all the way. They were the fourth seed and they beat the number one seed Mets um, yeah. and, and you know, won the World Series and they were easily the best team in that playoffs. And it, it does happen. And the, the noisy stadium thing isn't really a factor in baseball. It obviously is in the NFL. Um, I There's something that tells me, I don't know. You know, when you just get a feeling. That's, that's all it is. That's all it is. I'm going to stop there.
2: A little bit of Boston <laughs> there. And slide in a little bit
1: of (laughs) money. Good shout.
0: (laughs) All right, so with that, we're going to move on to the second game then. That starts at 11.30 p.m. in the UK. And that is the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, division rivals. The 49ers beat the Rams in both regular season games this year. In Week 10, they won 31-10. That saw Stafford pick twice, including a pick six. And the Week 18 game was a 27-24 win in SoFi for the Niners, Despite the Rams being up 17 3 at half time, again, two picks for Stafford in that one, but two for Garoppolo as well. So, just trying to uh, give some more context of what these two teams have been doing against each other this season. Uh, let's go punk first then, who's winning this?
2: Tricky won this one. No, it's not. I mean, it is. <laughs> it really is. Leave him alone. Genuine Leave him game. alone. Let him you say know, what he wants to it's, say. It's, it's hard enough to beat a team twice in the same season especially when they're in your division, to actually beat a team three times in the same season is almost impossible. Um, Having said that, this 49ers team has beaten this Rams team six times in a row. Mm. Um, Now, having said that, I really like this Rams team. I think they've got the best defense left in the tournament. Um, I think their offense is explosive. A little bit worried about the fumbles after this week, but Hopefully, Cam Akers has been walking around with a ball tied to him all week and people punching him randomly. And he's learned not to do things like that anymore. Um, And honestly, I think Matt Stafford, having spent so many years in Detroit with no hope of getting to the playoffs, (laughs) I think he (laughs) sees this as his um, one chance to really kind of make a
1: name for himself properly. Um, For that reason, I'm going for the Rams. Yeah, Matt Stafford's going to be like a guy who's been on the sex band for 10 years being let loose in a brothel. He's going to oh, be wow. feasting.
0: <laughs> I, well, hang on, hang I'm on. At- what about Jimmy G? This is probably his second to last game potentially as a 49er, right? Because no matter what happens this season... Jimmy G's been to his... He's out. He's out the door next year, right? So he wants to go out on a hive while he's still got a chance.
1: I mean, I want to win... he ends so up in Denver. Well, I'm not going to behave. Listen... The way the way that I'm looking at it is the Rams defense is so good. They gave it they, 24 they points for, in the second half to the Bucks. They they rush four the and played fault. standard nickel. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs>
2: come on, man. word. You, can, you can't be giving away <laughs> they, fumbles like that and just putting your defense straight back on
1: the field constantly. It's yep. Aaron Donald. Oh, absolutely. They rush they rush <laughs> four and play a nickel constantly and say come yeah. beat us. Yeah. It is really hard to do anything. And let me ask you a question, Jim. Genuinely, do you see do Jimmy what? Garoppolo beating that? Beat- do you see Jimmy Garoppolo beating that defense? The answer is uh, no. I see
0: Debo Samuel beating that defense. Elijah Mitchell's got a okay. chance in that defense if they're fit. George Kittle's got a chance in that defense if they're fit. They're all fit.
1: Number one, they're If they're fit. But the anyway. issue was Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel is used to breaking a line and having 30, 40, he asked to run into, mm-hmm. he's going to be met with tacklers and he'll probably be, he'll probably beat the first six men, mm. but the seventh will get him. And there are going to be seven men in the backfield there because that's what they're able to do consistently. It, it just, I, I don't see any way in which the 49ers, I'm not anti-49ers. I have no feelings love either way for them. Um, I picked the Rams at the beginning of the season. Like you, I have to stick with the Rams. Um, I had a Rams, uh, Kansas Super Bowl actually, so it's looking like a good but I did. For That
2: I had Rams Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think we both did. Um, you had Chiefs. I had
2: Rams Chiefs as my um, backup, <laughs> so I will still backup. win the Good for Chiefs you. and
1: Rams. Yeah, yeah.
2: So <laughs> in my initial thought was victory. Bills, Bills <laughs> Rams, and, and I backed myself up by going actually Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Chiefs <laughs> could mm. win. I didn't
1: know we could. I so didn't I'd know we like backups.
2: That well. next,
1: next year, when we do the predictions, <laughs> can I have backups as well? It's all about the money, mm, mate. That's oh, how you that got sixty to know, isn't it? Wait um, for that Bengals forty-nine in <laughs> the Super Bowl. We're going to get in two weeks' time, then. <laughs> yeah, the Pro Bowl might be more interesting than that.
2: No, I, I,
1: I, think, I think the Rams win in every area, and I don't care about the regular season wins. Only, we're only a year or so removed from the Saints doing the double over the Bucks. And think they're absolutely raped in the post. That was the
0: Aints. That's not the. Uh, it's not the 40
1: doesn't matter. It is we we've seen the precedent already. I mean, I, I
2: you know I can I can kind of get it, but I also don't think the Rams make the same mistakes they made against the Buccaneers. I don't think they try and shut it down if they've got a lead. I think they carry on playing. Um, I don't. I I just, it's so hard to beat a team three times in a season.
1: It truly I love your is. comment of it's um, really hard to beat a team three times, especially if they're a division rival. <laughs> Under what circumstances <laughs> what can you beat someone three times if they're not a division rival? I'm being picket-penickety now, but you do three <laughs> times. So there you go. <laughs> just pre-season. Yeah, right you okay. twice in the pre-season. <laughs> pre-season.
2: <laughs> pre-season.
0: Jesus. Anyway, anyway. God. Okay, so you're both going for the Rams.
2: Um, Both going for the yeah. Rams. I really wanted, to, and I just don't see the Rams' offense being as impotent as Green Bay was. I was Really pissed off mm, though with how the game. Rams played. This
0: whole postseason has not been particularly great. They've they managed to scrape out of holes rather than be com- very convincing in these games. Though after the the Bucks game, I was like,
2: you know, I don't care. As long in as, the 49 you know, the, 49ers the are
0: going to win this game. You know, I can't. I can't believe I'm going to pick the the Rams after the performance they put in, in that second half against the Bucks. Saying that, I am going to pick the Rams because (laughs) man for man, pound for pound, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, they have the the better team. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the Rams uh, to win that particular game. Just, although I don't feel very confident about it. Uh, It would be nice to have a repeat.
2: It's the NFC Championship game. Super Bowl 54. I mean,
0: confident. The the 49ers (laughs) are a better team than they were two years ago when they got to the Super Bowl. I, I think they're, yeah, just, I I think they're a slightly better that. team than they were two years ago. So why are they not able to get through this time against the Rams team? Because which is the Rams cold are
1: significantly better, like phenomenally better mm. than they were a couple of years ago.
2: And they're banged up. The Niners are banged up. Yeah, It's only going to take a couple of, couple of in-game injuries and the whole thing could fall apart.
0: I think it's going to be a fascinating yeah. game, but um, it looks like we've all gone for the Rams. In that pick. So
1: let me ask you one question before we uh, do any signing off or anything. Yeah. Out of the four teams that we've got now, what's your fantasy Super Bowl? What's the one that you'd really like to see? So for me, I want to see the Bengals against the Rams. That's the one that really gets me juices flowing.
2: I want to see the Chiefs Rams because not just because of the money factor, but I want to see can Patrick Mahomes do that when he's got Aaron Donald snarling in his face? It's as a great matchup.
0: Plays. Yeah. Tyreek Hill against Jalen Ramsey. Um yeah. I think the matchups are better for the Chiefs. I think they've got the pedigree. So I would like to see them against the, the Rams rather than my division rival Bengals in the uh, in the Super Bowl. I
2: have a I
1: feeling. Mean, don't get that... me wrong.
2: Sorry, Gary. I was just gonna say don't get me wrong, I do think the Chiefs are probably the favourite at the minute mm-hmm. to win the whole thing. Um but there's, I I I like this Rams team. I really do. I think I think there's something about them, even though they don't always play brilliantly and they have, you know, dodgy halves where they just sit on leads and things. I I just think in a one one off and you know, Sean McVay, he he needs
0: at home as well. He needs
2: a Super Bowl. He needs a a Super Bowl to to kind of wipe out that god awful one from <sighs> a couple of years ago. Yeah,
1: but that this, was shocking. this is the thing. You're, you're you're describing teams who are ruthlessly efficient and do just enough to win and coach well. Are we talking about the Rams or are we talking about the seven Super Bowl team favorites, uh, the Patriots here? Because they're both pretty much the same by that description. Um, no. Ruthless efficiency often wins. Um, I'm not sure that will be the case this year, but I uh, wish the Rams the best of luck.
0: And with that, the division round review is over. So um, thank you very much, guys, for for tuning in. We'll be back next week with the uh, review of the championship games, and then we'll be ready for the preview of the Super Bowl happening on February 13th. Uh, in the meantime, contact us in the usual way on Twitter or uh, Instagram or any other place that we're, uh, we're hanging out. So uh, yeah, or the Finaldown.com uh, is the main website there. And of course, if you can, if you haven't yet, why aren't you uh, get on the Patreon patreon.com slash final down. Uh, we can catch our extra content there until next week though. I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Never Dave. Thank you so much for listening.